Okay, are we are we uh, ready? I sound so. Uh, sound Big racks, stay long. You had to replace this microphone too because it's funky. I'm hot now. I'm on. They said okay. I wouldn't be. They was wrong. <laughs> I've been in my bag. I've been in my bag duffel. You see what I have to go through. Every, Man, I'm I'm the life of the party. Every on this podcast, episode, okay? every I, sp- I spice it up. Every single episode, I gotta. I spice it up, I mother. How you this. been, yo? Let's hear you in the mic real quick. I'm just in the room where it happens. Boo. <laughs> okay, can we get stuck? Can we? Get, <laughs> can we get started now? All right, let's. I I don't understand. You could have been press record because this is this is how we do it. Yo, drop that. Oh, can you drop that song? We can't we can't play that on the podcast. That's copyright. No, you know that's uh, we we copyright infringement. Right, right. I always like that word infringement. It's a, that's a cool word. Well, welcome again to uh, another episode of Boomer and the Millennial. I'm Reggie the Boomer, and I'm Armani the Millennial. And guess what, guys? We are back at it like a crack addict. Okay, <laughs> here we go. That is not the slogan of the show, folks. This it's is a disclaimer, okay. as I it's say okay. every time. And uh, we uh, promised that we would have guests from time to time, and we have a very special guest with us. A very, a very special this guest, evening guys. as we record from the Boomer Millennial Studio, aka the kitchen, <laughs> right? The island. We're coming to you from the island. From the island, this month. <laughs> In the kitchen. <laughs> so, um. I, do we introduce our guests or just are we yeah, well, let our guests introduce? No, we want to introduce our guests, but we also want to um, okay. just remind everybody about our theme song. Thank you, Dangerfield Newbies and Jamal Ahmed. Yeah, shout out to the Dangerfield Newbies. Yes, for making uh, for allowing us to use their music, and we want to thank you and check them out. Dangerfield Newbies, they're a great group, jazz, soul, some of everything. Now we can introduce our very special guest. Oh uh, yeah, the time has come. You want to do the honors? You can. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be honest, guys, this guest needs no introduction. She is the. <laughs> she <laughs> she is the one, the only. Okay. I don't know. I call her mother. Okay. And I call her. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> right. And some of you guys out there call her our mom D. But our one and only guest today is none other than my mother. Anita Stokes Hicks. Yay, welcome. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clap it up, clap it up, clap yeah, it up, clap it up, clap it up. Yeah, yeah. So, Mother, would you like to, you, you got any words? You want to say any intro, introductions? Hello. That's it? That's it for now. You got to get a little closer to the mic. That's it for now. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. That's it for now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we're, we're back, and so we're going to, I guess, just jump right into it. We got a lot of things to talk about today. Well, you know, during the last episode, we talked about John Lewis and his passing along with C.T. Vivian. You know, we had six days, really, of tribute to John Lewis, which was really great. Culminated funeral service right here in Atlanta at the Ebenezer Baptist Church. Eulogized by the president. He will always be the president. <laughs> hey, my president, yeah. Barack Obama. Yes, you know what I'm it saying? it was great. It was great. And so I, I, I guess, you know... Um, I got to see the four hours. Did you watch any of it? I watched a little bit of it. 
I watched a little bit of it. Um, I'm not going to lie, guys. That uh, that surface was very long. I did not watch the whole thing. I'm going to be honest with you, but that's okay. That's I caught I caught some good some good parts of it. So yeah, and and a matter of fact, one of our our very dear friends and a neighbor back in the day, Trey, he was playing the organ. Right. What's Trey? Uh, Trey Clegg. Clegg. Yeah. He was playing the organ at the beginning of the service. Prelude. Yeah, the prelude. And uh, we were real so proud of him. He was sitting there. And he is a he's a COVID-19 survivor, too. Oh, yes. Yes. He had it really bad. Almost took him out. But to see him there playing the organ was really great. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> It's okay, so, guys. We're trying. Listen, listen. My mom is not. You know, she's not used to used to this. So we're we're, we're trying to ease her into it. Okay, we're trying to ease her into it. Well, and and that's why I had down here. We were talking about John Lewis and what he stood for. The fact that he wrote that opinion piece, or really a goodbye letter, if you will, in the New York Times, that he asked for it to be published and to run the day of his funeral. And I think the main focus of that letter he left was basically to tell the next generation to carry on, to keep on uh, making good trouble. And, you know, we get back to the Black Lives Matter. We talk about that there's still protests going on. There's an election going on. And I guess we have now a mother's perspective as it pertains to Black Lives Matter. Right, Mom? Yes, yes. And she can't say more than just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the only word. That's not the only thing she knows how to say, guys. I promise. Yeah, it's a very stressful time for mothers. Okay. Is that all you have to say, or is that like I mean, we know this, but do you want to talk about why it's stressful? Do you want to? I mean, you know, what's 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 on your mind? Yeah. Speak your mind. Speak your mind. You don't have a problem doing that when we're not on. That's facts. On the mics. Well, you know, it just feels like I remember. People talking about how it was in in the early days when you had to worry about your children leaving home and and possibly not making it back safely and the worries and the anxiety that mothers had when their sons and daughters, uh, black sons and daughters in America, would leave home on the way to the store to get flour or on the way to school or whatever. And you had to worry about whether or not they would get stopped along the way before they made it back home, whether they get lynched, whether they get picked up, beat up, who knows. And here it is, 2020, and black mothers still have those worries. So it's still a very stressful time for mothers. And fathers, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know you care. <laughs> yeah, but but you're right. I, I think that, um, you know, you watch all of these uh, movies and stuff like back in the 50s and the 60s, movies about civil rights and just movies about race relations. And, you know, there's always that scene of the black man walking down the street and the sheriff pulls up and rolls down his window and, and asking where you, where you going, boy? And that still happens today. And I think this movement hopefully will get us closer to eradicating some of that and really holding law enforcement and others accountable for doing these kinds of things. Don't you think? I don't know. It just seems like some things have changed and then some things haven't. So what's a mother to do? That's a good question. I guess just pray. Pray. I mean... If it were not for prayer, sometimes the fear would paralyze you. So, yeah, what's a, what, what's a mother to do? A mother's to pray and try and educate their children as best they can and how to navigate those spaces and, and those kinds of situations so that they do make it home safely. Yeah, and let me just say that, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I will say that I think you you guys have done a very good job of making sure that when I, like you, 
telling me the right things to do if I go out, if I get stopped, don't go out wearing this, uh, don't drive around like this, just to be cautious. And I think that it's important for parents nowadays to have that conversation. And it's sad that they have to have that conversation with their kids, right? But it's important, you know, parents, if you sit down with your children and talk to them about the harsh reality of what's going on with police brutality in this country and underlying racism and all of these these different things, if you sit down and you have a conversation with them, you're able to prepare them for you know, situations that may arise. Um, They know what to look out for. They know how to be cautious, how to be careful. And I think that's important because it could save a life at the end of the day. So I want to thank you guys, you know, for being very proactive in that sense. And I know sometimes that, you know, when you say it over and over again, it's like, okay, I get it. That's just me being a millennial as well. It's like, I understand, but I do, you know, want to thank you guys because I like, I, I feel like when I go out, I can, I feel safer when I listen to the things that you say. That doesn't mean that I'm completely safe, of course, obviously. Right. <laughs> so, but I, I do commend you guys for being parents who are real, who you guys have always been real with me, I think. And that's one of the things that I love about you guys, but especially with this issue, because it, it could save my life one day and you and you never know. And let me just say, for those of you who are out there listening, who are not cognizant of privilege or acknowledge privilege to not have to have those kinds of conversations with your children when they leave home and not those kind of worries. That is privilege. You heard well it here. said. You're right. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> we also understand and we appreciate the fact that you do listen to us, that you do take what we um, what we say seriously. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I'm no longer a teenager, so I, I don't feel like I have to rebel. I don't. I never felt like I had to rebel. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like when you're a teenager, you know, your parents tell you things and it's like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Or you may complain and you don't understand why they're telling you to do these things or not do these things. And then as you get older, you realize, oh, yeah, because you just want what's best for me. So I do have something to say. Let me talk about the challenge of raising a child who's used to opening doors and being a helping person to have to raise that child to realize that what they intend to be a helping gesture and a polite gesture can be misconstrued and cause them their life. To reach and open a door, to reach over someone, to hold the door, personal space of other people. It is a real challenge to try and raise a gentleman these days when you know that that gentlemanly expression could cost them their life. Yeah, um, nowadays and, and things are so politically charged and so polarized that, you know, people leave home with chips on their shoulders, people driving with chips on their shoulders, people just breathing and inhaling with chips on their shoulders. So anything, you know, they're already ready to react. And unfortunately, a lot of times react uh, more violently than in the good old days, you know, instead of you reaching for a door to help somebody as they go through and they're a little startled, you know, now they could be, you know, reaching in their purse for, for you know, a Glock or something. So, you know, it's just, that it is um, something that, like I said, we just have to continue to pray and I think continue to relay the message of being careful, of getting stopped, just be respectful, just do the best you can and come home alive. Yeah, I agree. You know, she 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 normally has a lot to say about this type of thing off mic, but you know, 
Hey, again, we're easing her into it. So, yeah, so, so you know. So just uh, just saying with us and. Yeah, maybe we should have recorded this from like our bed because then it would have been candid. It, it would have just been like everything just all out there, you know. Yeah, I just I just have one thing to say. Okay, I just have a few things to say. Right, 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 right. Well, we know we know the real deal. So anyway, what month is this? I'm trying to <laughs> right. Like, August. oh my goodness, is it August? It's August. Okay, the trees haven't started turning yet, but Man, school's back. Yeah, that is facts. In the state of Georgia, school is back and. COVID is whack. It's like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm right? sorry, guys. I'm sorry that you guys had to hear that. I'm, Wait a minute. I apologize. Oh, this is coming from the guy that says back at it like a crack back, at it. Hey, we back at it like a crack at it. You're going to get on me, right? But anyway, state of Georgia where we pioneer in um, just forgetting that there is a virus. So we just open our schools. Not all schools. Uh, schools in the metro Atlanta area are virtual, which is great. Uh, the AU Center schools, Morehouse, Clark Atlanta, Spelman, virtual for the semester. Uh, but there are schools going back. There are some schools even in the state of Georgia in Randolph County that have kids going back and, like, masks are optional. Like, yeah, that makes no sense. It's just, that makes absolutely no sense. And well, you know what? What What's really bad, I just thought of, fa- of the fact that, uh, what's the, the doctor's name on CNN, Gupta? Sanjay. Sanjay. Sanjay's kids go to school in in Atlanta. So he's on CNN like stressed. It, he I is mean, stressed. He's stressed. And he's got to mention that every time he's on. Well, you know, I've got kids in Atlanta and they're going back to school and, da, 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 and they're not doing this and that. So we're always in the forefront of not doing the right thing. Yeah, I, I feel like. I feel like this was a dumb decision in the first place because there are adults who do not wear masks. There are adults who don't know how to be safe during this pandemic. And you really think that a child, a child is going to always wear a mask, not touch other things, not touch other people like they're they're kids. They're gross. Yeah. I, and, and and speaking of adults, you know, we uh, uh, lost a um, another black man to this this virus is uh, Herman Cain. You don't know Herman Cain, do you? I don't. I don't know Herman Cain. You know, he ran Godfather's Pizza. He was a well-known entrepreneur, but he also ran for president in, what was it, 2008? I think when Obama was running. He was running on the Republican side. He is a Republican. But, you know, they he went to the rally in Arizona to see Trump, and they've got a picture of him, no mask. He got the COVID and unfortunately passed away on the day of... John Lewis's funeral. So you got talking about kids. You've got adults that just don't seem well, to get it. It is very unfortunate um, that that has happened. It is. I mean, it is. You know, we don't want to see anybody but lose their life to to this or anything. But it, it's just. I walked into a store last week and they've got all these signs posted on the front of the door. You must wear a mask. If you don't have one, we will provide one for you. So I'm masked up. I'm like, okay, cool. This is great, right? I open the door. Nobody in the store. I mean, this is a small store. Nobody in the store has a mask, including the people that work there. And so when I walked in with a mask, they all looked at me like I was from some other planet. And I'm like, the guy said, well, can I help you? And I'm like, no, you can't help me. And I turned right around and left because who wants to be in that situation? Right. And that stuff they're putting on the door is just, you know, that's just a facade. It's just to let people, you know, think, just in case. Yeah, it's, it's to make like, you think that it's safe, but yeah, it's really not. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like, well, maybe people won't notice that we're not wearing masks. I'm like, come on, man. It's crazy. Well, what I want to know, back to school, 
in what world is it okay for you to have the expectation that teachers are going to put their lives on the line to teach your children? Yeah. When you don't want to be bothered with your children. So what makes you think that, you know, they want to be in the classroom trying to teach your children, risking their lives and the lives of their families? And that's facts. I have a lot. I have quite a few friends who are teachers. Greg, right. Wait, Jade, is Greg going back to school. Greg, Jade, and Ryan are all going back to school. They in um, class. it's yeah, it's well. I think they're doing some weird thing where it's like they have some students on two days a week, the other students on the other two days a week, and then do virtual school one day a week. I don't know. It's really weird, but but they're they're all going in class. Yeah, that, I believe last time I talked to last time I talked to Greg, that was that was the plan. But I don't I don't know if anything has changed. Well, how does now. he feel about that? I mean, what does he say? It's one of those things where obviously they would rather be safe. He would rather be safe, you know. And at the same time, he has to work. But I think it would be a lot easier if they just did school virtually because then you can still work and it's a lot safer. I don't know if they're going to follow through with going back to school or not or if it's going to be one of those things where it's like, okay, we're going to do this until somebody contracts it. Right. Which let's be honest. I mean, even a school here in Georgia on the first day, somebody was positive. Like, I don't know what you thought was going to happen. So... And I, it doesn't sound like a good succession plan to me when we already needed teachers. We, I mean, every district is already short of teachers. And now you're going to kill them off. So how's that going to help? Yeah, I think teachers should be paid more. That's just on yeah. me. Well, you definitely don't pay them enough to put their lives on the front line. That's facts. Yeah. There, there are some positive things that are happening as we talk about corona. There's a vaccine. As a matter of fact, the first person to get the trial, what is it, the trial three or whatever it is they've got 30,000 people right 15,000 get the vaccine 15,000 gets a placebo and the first shot was in Savannah Georgia my hometown wow yeah and it was a news anchor it was a um, a black news anchor that did she get the placebo I don't know. She's still on. She's still on TV. So she she probably asked for the placebo. <laughs> right. Yeah, she, she's still alive. So uh, I guess we'll wait and see what happens. I know everybody's like, but you know, it's a great ratings thing because everybody's tuning in to see what happens. Right? Everybody's tuning in to see if it's when she kicks the bucket. Right. right? Like, is she, is she, does she look kind of woozy or right? Is she is know? her is her skin getting pale? Is she coughing? Right, like right. so. Anyway, that's happening, and they're doing trials. I, I read somewhere just the other day, well, in the paper, that they're doing trials in nursing homes. Oh, that's really smart. Oh, that's like a double whammy, right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, so you're going to go into nursing homes and give people a vaccine to test it to see if it works or not. Vulnerable people. Some of them. And who, who who's going to give a clearance for that? Their family member? I mean, how do you even choose... Yeah. Who gets the who gets the vaccine in a situation like that? So I think a lot of things are happening as there's a rush to um, find a vaccine. They've been looking at some of these movies where the vaccines mutate and all of that, and we all turn into zombies. Yeah, I know. I think it's weird because, you know, they're trying to hurry up and make this vaccine. And I mean, for good reason. But with other vaccines, it's taken like years. five years right. to make a, you know, a yeah. vaccine. So it's I, I don't know if I trust the vaccine for COVID as soon as it comes out. Well, let's take a poll. How many here are going to take the vaccine? Well, let me just say, I heard one pharmaceutical company say that they were providing uh, some large amount of vaccines to the most vulnerable communities. Well, guess what, guys? That'd be us. And I don't think, while I'm still trying to convince you that Black Lives Matter, that I'm going to be standing in line first to get the trial vaccine. 
Yeah, that's going to be a thing when the vaccine is here. Uh, black folk. And, and Miss I, me with that one. Not going to be running to get that. Uh, if you don't get a vaccine and you really got issues with this quarantine and COVID, they're also working on a an aerosol, a spray. Like, you know, you spray up your nose. That's an a antidepressant. For mental health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and, and, and if you have suicidal thoughts, you can now just spray up your nose and it supposedly will work instantly. And so that's going to be real interesting. Uh, and there, that one has already gone through trial, so that, that's going to be on the market at some point soon. That along with um, mobile uh, liquor sales in the state of Georgia. So now you can order. Now you can get liquor door dashed to you. <laughs> right. Wait, we can't get a mask mandate, but we can get mobile liquor sales? Yeah. Oh, hey, wow. That, they, they lobbied hard for that one. So call up, get you some Jack Daniels and, you know. Enjoy the rest of quarantine. <laughs> right. And if you get depressed, you can get your uh, nasal spray nasal and you're good spray. to go. You know good what I mean? Go. I feel like that's kind of crazy. What if they just spent more time trying to figure out how can we get people to cope with quarantine and be okay with this new way of life as opposed to mandating masks and doing what they need to do to keep people safe and to get rid of this thing? You know what I mean? It seems like it's like, well, this is how your life can be easier in quarantine. I don't want my like, that's great, but I'd rather not have to quarantine. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's where we are. And uh, as long as you can get liquor, say liquor to your house, I guess. it'll be. Right. I guess I guess you'll live as long as you can. As long as you as long as you can get get drunk, you're good. You know, I, I, I mean? didn't I didn't even know it was August. So I'm like, you know, it's like just yeah, all these days just kind of run together now. So, yeah. So what's on your mind? Uh, outside of COVID, because it is what it is. It's where we are. I mean, you know, every day is the same struggle. So big news in the news right now. Trump wants to ban TikTok. Oh, no. No. How am I going to survive without my TikTok? <laughs> uh, for those of you who do not know, I am I am actually not on TikTok. I'm, I mean, it's TikTok is funny. It, it is enjoyable. I, I watch the funny TikToks that make it to Twitter, uh, but I don't have the app myself. I tried to make a TikTok one time and I failed and I said, this is this is not for me. So I'm, but, st- I'm still trying to figure out. I, I don't have the app. I don't watch it or whatever. I know what it is. I know you can make money on TikTok. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, if like you're famous on TikTok, you're making up to like 75000 a post. What? Yeah. But they did say that Microsoft is considering buying TikTok, the the u.s portion of tiktok yeah and 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 that's the issue um i think it's from from my understanding is that because tiktok is a chinese owned company um i think the reason why trump is trying to ban it is because there's talks that you know it gets people's information and stuff and leaking it to the chinese which you know we all know trump does not like so but the chinese already have that yeah like (laughs) come on you know what i'm saying like you really think like tiktok of all things is going to be the demise of of everyone in the united states like yeah they got i mean look they've got all the information they need to know on us yeah i think it's a little late for that but to all the the Gen Zers out there who are worried that your precious TikTok will be banned in the United States and you will never be able to use TikTok again, have I have some I have some some good news for you. There's a nasal spray <laughs> that you can spray up your nose for when you're depressed, so it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be all right. But you can't you can't uh, because they're too young to order the mobile liquor. But here's another thing. There is an election coming up in November, so those of you who are 18 
and older can make a difference by registering to vote and then going to vote. Yeah, if nothing else, if nothing else would get you to to get Trump out of here, hopefully him wanting to ban TikTok will be the thing. That's that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, we always talk about sports coming up. You know, things are opening up once again. Baseball season, basketball season. I know that you're. Oh yeah, you're you're uh, both in the bubble. Shout out, shout out to the bubble. Yeah, both in the bubble. Well, I'm looking forward to games being on, and as long as they can stay safe. I mean, they're 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 canceling baseball games now because teams are, are becoming affected you know got yeah like players. the marlins the marlins yeah. i think they had like somebody, 12 or 13 yeah and somebody else too i can't remember People the indians or somebody had to stop had to cancel because yeah. of covid so yeah. i mean it seems like the the nba has been doing the doing best well. job yeah, yeah. except for that. what's the player that was here in atlanta that went to the strip Ooh. club are you talking about Lou, Lou Williams? To get a chicken sandwich. You talking about yeah. Lou Williams? Yeah, to get wings named after him at this yeah, famous that's, trip. Yeah, that's, that's six men like Lou Will. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I thought he was going to Magic City. I thought that was in Florida, not here. No. Is Magic City here? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just go to, guys, I don't go to the strip club. The only strip club I know is the Blue Flame. Okay? <laughs> we had the flame with it. Okay? And granted, the only reason I know that strip club is because one of the shows that I was working on on set, we shot at that strip club. Okay. Disclaimer. Yeah, please, disclaimer. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not the spilling. It's, it's your mom sitting over your shoulder making all kind of faces. Shaking but, her head ashamed. Right. But yeah. no, yeah, it was, it was in he. And he was positive. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Mm. He he went. He he came home for some family emergency. Yeah, yeah. And he then he, he, and he stopped by to get some wings. Yeah, because he had been at this dealing with this whole family emergency everything in in everything. I know, right? All day. Stopped by Majesty because that's one of his favorite restaurants <laughs> quote unquote like okay like i saw his video when he apo- listen i saw there's a video of him apologizing he was like yeah maybe maybe it wasn't the wisest decision to go and he was like yeah you know i just wanted to stop by my favorite restaurant and i'm like right, right. restaurant because right. right. that's what magic city is is classified as right. first a restaurant and so and he said they have wings that named after him so i did not know that yeah, he got some of his wings okay but, but there was a there was <laughs> How often you got to go to a strip club to get wings named after you, bro? That's crazy. <laughs> I'll wait no Publix to name some wings after me because we go up there all the time. For That's wings. facts. But anyway, uh, apparently there's a dancer there that kind of kind of outed him and, and said that he did more than buy wings, that he also bought dance. I mean, nobody. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't believe he was just there for the oh, wings. Well, yeah, no. It was not the most prudent thing for him to do during a pandemic. So, you know, hopefully he'll be okay. And, uh, you know, the team will be all right. I think the basketball, now we're looking at what's going to happen with football. That's going to be really, really interesting because even high school football is shut down in a lot of schools. Yeah, and, you know, the Huskies just opted out of their, yeah. their football yeah, season. Yeah, They're the first yeah. college team to do that. Yeah. So, you know, I guess they just want to be safe, which I'm, I'm not opposed to. But at the same time, I miss college. I've missed football. The, the, you know, the schedules come out. The SEC is going to be playing a 10-game uh, conference schedule. So, but again, like Dr. Fauci says, that the virus will dictate whatever we do. So, man has a lot of plans, and and but the virus is really going to make the final decision. Okay, so moving on, a few things going on. Well, with yeah. entertainment nowadays, Beyonce just dropped the Blackest King. King. Yeah, her virtual album, which I meant to look at. Did you watch I it? Haven't, I haven't watched it yet. A lot of people are raving about it. You know, it's very Afrocentric. 
And you know, she did Lion King and yeah, everything I like see that. I so. hear it's visually stunning. I don't. Know. Yeah, I mean, just... everybody, everybody's always gonna stop and listen to Beyonce and see what she's got going on because every time she drops something, it usually is great. Like I think the last visual album she did was Lemonade. I don't know if she's done yeah. ones besides no, that, and, I don't think and so. that blew up. So yeah. you know, Anita, what do you think? You're gonna be watching uh, Black is King. I've heard it's got great fashion and great visual display. So, yeah, I probably will check it out. Yeah, it's on Disney. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. All right. So, uh, and by the way, you know, hit us up on social media. If you watched it, what you thought, um, we'd like to talk about it next time when we get a chance to to watch it. I promise you we'll watch it by the time we we drop another episode. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's one of those things where like, I'm not one of those people where I'm like, oh, Beyonce did something. Let me go check this out. Like, I have to do that. And it's a whole visual album. And I just know that like, it's going to take some time to go through the whole thing. And it's just going to be a lot. Is it a story or is it like? I'm not entirely, it's, I'm not entirely sure. I don't know how many songs are on it. I know there's like a good amount of outfit changes is what I've heard. Like 87, 60. Something like that. Yeah, really? Wow. Uh, well, we'll, we'll check it out. Good news for the city of Atlanta. Steve Harvey is coming back after leaving us and like packing up in the middle of the night and moving his his show out to L.A., his uh, radio show and then his TV show. Yeah. And Family Feud left. So why is he coming back? Because his TV show got canceled. <laughs> so he's like, ah. no need to be in L.A. now. So, you know, he's coming back to Atlanta because he lives here. He's got a house here. And apparently they're going to be doing Family Feud in Atlanta. We ought to, we ought to get, uh, we need two more people. Yeah. You know? for, for those of you who do not know, as a family... We watch Family Feud religiously. We, we take it very seriously. And if we ever get on Family Feud... We're winning a car. We're, we're, we're winning something, yeah, okay? We're going. Because we go hard when it comes yeah. to Family Feud, all right? Now, we did uh, we did have family on Family Feud years That is ago. true. That we is... weren't a part of it because no. they lost. Right. And they lost because they didn't mention a luxury car called Mercedes... When two of our family right members went to the taping in a Mercedes, and yeah. the question was that like the two they won the they won the game, but the fast money was twenty thousand dollars for twenty thousand dollars. Name, name a, a luxury car, right? And, and they couldn't name and the person the driving. Car, driving they the drove Mercedes, in. <laughs> the person who drove the Mercedes said like sob, <laughs> <laughs> and Mercedes was the number one answer. <laughs> So, so needless to say, if we ever do family get, loss, it, needless to say, if so, we ever get on Family Feud, yeah, we, we will not make that mistake. No, we we have got to redeem ourselves, and uh, we got a couple of cousins here in Atlanta, so we're gonna start recruiting so we can get on uh, Family Feud. And if anybody knows Steve Harvey, just tell them the Hicks family we're ready to redeem ourselves from like uh, I don't even think he wasn't. I think uh, Lynn Doss, not was it. Not Lynn Dawson. That was a football player. The um, one that kissed everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh? Uh. His his last name was Dawson. Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. Richard yeah, Dawson. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was on the last time the Hicks family. This Hicks family was on uh, Family Food. But welcome back, Steve Harvey, to the ATL. Looks like Ellen may not be coming back for her fourteenth. Oh yeah. Twentieth season. Yeah, that's a thing in yeah, itself. Is for those like, of you guys who do not know, Ellen is. At this Ellen point, ready, yeah. yeah, she is ready to quit her show because everybody, there's been more and more talk about the fact that she is a terrible person. 
She does all these great things on her show. She's always giving away things, this, that, and the other. And so everybody thinks, oh, Ellen's just a great person. You know, she's a kind, loving, giving person. But apparently, the people that work with her on the show. She's a horrible boss. Yeah, she's a horrible <laughs> boss. Like, I heard, I heard one time she made, she made a co-worker go home because she had fish for lunch it was like bro come on like it's i mean we like really oh my goodness but 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 you know what it's probably true because she's like okay you guys talked talked about me and went to the press and got on social media so guess what everybody's out of a job (laughs) right you can all go home right i quit but they said they're going to continue with another host, but really, well, obviously they can't call it Ellen. Yeah, I know that people. It's the guy that does car karaoke. Oh yeah, uh, the British guy that does late night. James Corden. Oh yeah, that's right. So uh, maybe it'll be called James. I don't know. He's he's pretty funny though. <laughs> I, funny. I think he's 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 a good TV presence. I think. Yeah. So anyway, what else we got? Oh well, well, I guess we could talk about what we've been watching. Yeah, yeah, COVID, you know, COVID as watching, usual. pandemic watching. Um, you know, I, I, I came across a series I started watching years ago, and I think the series, they did four seasons, and they ended in 2017, was Halt and Catch Fire. And I found it on Netflix, and it's a series about these individuals who were in the computer business back when it first got started and in the early 80s and how they went through, and it just it's really fascinating to me because I remember you know, the first modem and just seeing all of that in this story, in this, in this particular series was really great. And, and they just take you up through, up until the internet. And so these are all entrepreneurs. They're starting new businesses. They're very smart and they're selling businesses. They're losing out to the big boys like AOL. And you see all of this trend. And so it, it's a great series. If you haven't seen it, it's four seasons, 10 episodes a season. So this is a great binge in particular, if you're interested in, in just kind of getting a history of how uh, personal computing and the Internet came about. And you all seem really, really excited about that. <laughs> what? Huh? Did you say something? What? what did you say? My bad. I'm sorry. I dozed right, off so, for a second. So what are you watching, Armand? I mean, I'm not watching anything new. I'm, watch- I'm still, still trying to finish Community. I'm not going to lie, guys. Um, I love the show, but that last season is rough. It is not that good. If Uh-oh. I'm being honest with you, Last and seasons normally are. Yeah, like, it's just long, long I, I think show. you can only you can only have really great television for so long, you know. And I noticed that with a lot of great shows that like you know straight out of the gate, really entertaining, really funny, or innovative, right? And then you you know you have season after season after season after season, and you can only do but so much. You can only sustain that for so long. I think. Well, I think a lot of times the long run shows, particularly comedy. They get away from what they do best, and they try to do something different, and it's not funny anymore. And if you just go back to what you started, you know, when you start, you you would be, you would be kind of yeah. refreshing, yeah. You know, but they always try to outdo themselves to the point where it just gets, you know, out of hand. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still rewatching New Girl. That is one of the few shows that I think is funny consistently. But even the last season of New Girl, I was kind of like, eh, it's probably yeah. it's the least. Best season, yeah. in my opinion. So, Anita, what have you been? My perusing? last latest greatest show was Queen Sugar. Oh yeah, we talked about that, didn't we? Queen Sugar. I think so. I think you did because yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it, but yeah, your mom really was a fan. And yeah, I was really impressed by Queen Sugar. 
Well, what did you, what did you like about it? Well, I like that it was really layered and it dealt with what was on the surface, but also a lot of emotional and a lot of different layers. The characters had a lot of layers, like it dealt with what they were dealing with immediately, but also their backgrounds, their history, what caused them to react to things the way they did. And just, it was just really, really, it was deep. It was deeper than, you know, the show's about a sugar cane farm that's been in the family, but it, it's so much deeper than that. Okay, so check out Queen Sugar if you haven't seen it. Yeah, and we watched it because, I, what happened to the electricity? Goes, yeah. Oh, no, the cable went out. And I had the first season on DVD that I had gotten, like, I don't know how many years ago. And I asked your mom, so you want to watch this? And so we started watching it. And then I had to get Hulu so we could finish the, the rest of it. That's get, how they get you. Right. I was like, where can I find it? Where can I find it? It's like, oh, man, I got to get Hulu now. But anyway. Yeah. And then you also, um, you started watching the second season of Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a weird kind of sci-fi time travel um, but I just found out they're, they're actually comic book characters. I didn't know. Yeah, that. it's it's based off of a comic book. I I tried to watch the first season. I didn't get all the way through. I believe from what I've seen, I've seen bits and pieces of the second season. It seems like that's a lot better than the first season. No? Well, no, it, it, it's okay. You know, it moves like a lot of these series. It moves sort of slow and because they got to get through 10 episodes or whatever. But, um, yeah, no, it's okay. I mean, you know, when you see one scene where you got a guy sitting behind a desk and he's smoking a cigarette, but the guy's head is like a jar and it's a fish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's really weird. <laughs> and so the fish is smoking. Yeah, I saw that. That was kind of funny, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, who thinks of that? Anyway. Yeah. But it, it, it's it's pretty good. I, lo- I love time travel. So Yeah, you're you're a big sci-fi you buff. Know, so so. Uh, anything dealing with time travel. So, yeah, I'm starting. I started that. and Well, I will say that they put two of my favorite movies back on Netflix, and that would be Ocean's 12 and 13. Granted, Ocean's 11 is my favorite of the series but it is not on there they put 12 and 13 on there so i will be re-watching those movies quite a few times because i love the ocean series all right so we can talk about that uh next time um and also the stuff i'll, I'll give you a, like you know a full review of the uh, umbrella academy as well as the 100 because that that comes back it's been gone for two weeks so you know tonight when we're taping actually it's it's airing so i have to to watch it what is this uh, the 100 oh right right, right. Yeah, yeah you do yeah, love that show yeah. every every season it looks like it's gonna be gone and then it comes back it rears its ugly head i'm like <laughs> they got renewed how did that happen because <laughs> last season was so bad but anyway i'm i'm sci-fi you you're a faithful me. watcher regardless yeah sci-fi you got me um so anyway uh you know we covered a lot of stuff during this one yeah and we've been consistent yeah yeah you know we're out here trying to give you guys quality content consistently every every other week we try to drop these and armandi is becoming the top-notch editor and we want to thank you man for uh, taking that off my shoulders hey it's the least i can do appreciate it young eyes and you know young mind just get through it yeah so we won't make it too bad. And mom, thank you for visiting us. Yeah, you know, you didn't really say too much, but we appreciate yeah. your input when 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 you gave it, though. We'll have you back. You can come back to the island, to the Boomer Millennial Island. This is now, you know, we've got it. It looks like sand on here. Yeah. We got a blanket over the table. You know, you say, don't tell people what's. <laughs> yeah, don't tell people what's going on in the house. <laughs> Anyway, uh, follow us on social media. Follow us. That's facts. Instagram, follow. Twitter. Yeah. Podbeam. 
Podbean. Uh, Facebook? We got a Facebook, we, right? We got a Facebook page. You know, our, our website. Wherever, the website. Subscribe. Wherever you get. I like when they say this. Wherever you get your podcast. If it's uh, Apple, if Apple it's Spotify, Spotify, Podbean, whatever the case may be. Um, Stitcher, we're on. Um, just you name it. We're on a lot of directories. So just type in. Boomerang the Millennial, you'll see us. The, you'll see our faces in our cartoon faces form. In cartoon form. And subscribe, and uh, we will be happy to every other week provide you. And we're going to be working on other guests. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So we're Bobby, working on it. And you were our first guest. We want to thank you. We want to thank the Danger Film Movies for our uh, theme song for getting us in and out of the show. Yeah. Oh, and also, guys, um, real quick, don't forget to register to vote. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The election is coming. Yeah. And uh, you know what we need to do. That's Get Agent Orange out of here, okay? <laughs> That's always your closing PSA. I'm just saying. I know. I hear you. I hear I'm you. not going to go off this episode, but I, you, you know how I feel. I'm, I'm with you when you're right. But uh, please, register the vote. So I'm Reggie the Boomer. And I'm Armani the Millennial. And we'll see you next time. All right. Peace, guys.